0: A new page had been written in the history of mankind a new page in the history of mankind today we have a new one today? no September 19 1783 <laughs> <laughs> so we had a correction we have to make because we said that the the Revolutionary War could have been won by the British if they had had air balloons but they couldn't have had air balloons because they weren't invented until 1783 and they were invented by the French but they were, but the French were on our side. <laughs>
1: we could have taken England. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just have a clash over the Atlantic. The <laughs> slowest of all time. Because technically, there's too. a there's <laughs> a. a when was Paul
0: Revere? 1978. No, that's not true. 1775 was Paul Revere's ride. History. So it was 1775. See, so we were. We were eight years off of when they could have had hot air. But the first people to be uh, first things to be in a hot air balloon were a sheep and a duck and a rooster. And then
1: when they no, no, sur- the no when they survived, they were like, "Whoa, dude!" They couldn't do like, like Noah's Ark and send a couple. Of birds they put out. them in
0: the menagerie. This is where it's a French word for zoo. <laughs> 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 the Fresno menagerie. Um, when did the Revolutionary War end, though?
1: 1756,
0: 1783. See, it ended. It ended just 16 days before the first hot air balloon flight. 16 days, and we could have hot air ba- hot hair balloons. Ooh, <laughs> gross! Hot gross. Hot <laughs> <hair>. <laughs> That's if you do it wrong. See, there you go. So now the know. 80s. <laughs> there you go. Hot air ready. Okay. Welcome. That was too much. See if I had an opinion. Uh, I'm Jeremiah. Nigel and Gordon here. We're still audio only. Um, and we are going to finish up the doctrine of man today, presumably, uh, by talking about how people relate to God uh, and the issue of covenants. Um, and so, according to Wayne Grudem, a covenant is an unchangeable, divinely imposed legal agreement between God and man that stipulates the conditions of their relationship. Um, so, that was a really intense way to say that. Uh, the <laughs> 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 that was really crazy. Because uh, there's other covenants in the Bible. Like, people make covenants sometimes. Um, like, marriage is a covenant, right? Between two people. Like, till death do us part stuff. Um, and so, those, a covenant is really just an agreement. Um, and then when we talk about God, then it's a divinely instituted agreement. But not all covenants are divinely yeah. instituted. I, I know we
2: Or was oh. it more like God made a covenant with us, and then we realized, hey, this is the kind of covenant we should make in marriage? I think it was that. I. I think probably
0: yes. That later on we realized, oh wait, this look at that, it was a picture yeah. that God was doing. God was doing like a picture thing here. Right,
2: because then when you get to the minor prophets, I guess I think Malachi specifically, but you get to the minor prophets. and Hosea. Like, hey, don't you in you know, Hosea like don't you remember that you were supposed to be like this to each other? Why? Well, that was because like that was how God is to you.
0: So right. I think that's... And so when... Israel turns to idolatry. It is a breaking of their covenant with God that they were supposed to be like a bride and groom thing going on, um, which is carried into the new covenant. So um, so covenants are agreements. You look confused.
1: I'm trying to f- figure out other covenants that are in the Bible. Um, I mean, I know the divine ones, but Abraham a Lot, would you consider that? A- I think that's covenant. Abraham and um, Melchizedek.
0: Um, make a covenant together, but that's not a like. I mean, technically, that's probably Jesus, but the <laughs> it's rough. Um, that's a rabbit hole. The <laughs> On Christophanes, uh, and which ones are Christophanes and which ones aren't? Um, I'm trying to think. There are other ones. Uh, Boaz and Ruth. When Boaz goes to uh, marry Ruth, uh, he goes to the other guy who could be the kinsman redeemer, and that guy's like, I don't want to marry Ruth. Uh. He's like, yeah, I'll take an extra lady, extra property. Oh, let's do it. And they're like, no, it's to bear sons for her. but like, I don't want to do that. I don't I don't do that.
1: And so they give each other their sandals. I mean, the pushback I would have and the- agree with Rudum, 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 uh, <laughs> Rudum, Rudum uh, would be but all these covenants are before a god or your people's gods. So when kings make covenants True, with yes. each other. Yeah. So, so they Hebrews might-
0: says that when God makes a covenant, he's because he has no one. Higher to swear by so you you, because um jezebel technically makes a covenant with elijah that she's going to kill him in a day it doesn't work but she tries she says, may the gods deal with me ever so severely if this doesn't happen to you like all those are covenants um abigail does that to david yeah same thing so because you have to have
1: a higher power in order for that to work right so it'd be similar right so so it's understanding that there's a special the, covenant that God makes with all of humanity. Verse, right? There, is, there are other covenants under God that we make. The with understanding each
0: other. is the punishment will come from God for breaking the covenant, not from the other person.
2: And, and probably recognizing that that's another way to say, it, like, this is my most faithful commitment. because right? contracts, maybe you know, contracts and covenants are different. Contracts already have built into it that if you renege... I can. If you drop the ball, I can, or vice versa, or whatever it is. So it already kind of has that has a consequence built into it. Whereas covenant is one person committing to something while the other person is also committing to something, and the arbitrator, like I think Gordon was saying, was is, is God at that point. So we're appealing to God's oversight of each of us being not just accountable to each other, but accountable to God.
0: To right. Fulfill it. So the Bible Project says that a covenant is a chosen relationship uh, or partnership in which two parties make binding promises to each other and work together to reach a common goal. They are often accompanied by oaths, signs, and ceremonies. Covenants contain defined obligations and commitments, but differ from a contract, and they are, they are relational and personal. Um, this says think of marriage. So it gives us that option. And then it also says there are other types of... there are. Uh, that this type of relationship is very common in the Bible. There were personal covenants between two individuals, like David and Jonathan. Um, there are political covenants between two kings, like Solomon and King Hiram in First Kings five. And then there's legal covenants, like a nation, like uh, with a nation, like the laws about freeing Hebrew slaves, um, and so forth. So, covenanting was part and parcel of what it meant to live in the ancient Near East. If it, it, it makes sense that then that a merciful God would reach out to humans to reveal himself and bring about reconciliation through a structure they already understood. Uh, it says how strategic. I actually think what you were saying makes more sense. That it's actually the opposite that God relates to us. And therefore we relate to other people that way. Not that God was like, Hey, this is how they're relating. Cause he does that at the beginning. Yeah, the, there are covenants to start it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Adam and Eve weren't making covenants in the garden. he was like, Oh, they're already making covenants. We should make some covenants. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how they understand yeah they've already figured out covenants we should start there that doesn't make any sense because there's chapter three there's covenants uh, <laughs> pretty early on
2: and, and everybody like there's always negotiations and all these kinds of things but covenant has that unique dynamic of just simply saying for us to be in relationship with each other this is my part like yeah it, it isn't the the dynamic that we think of that builds contracts or that establishes Agreements between friends or you know, business partners, and that sort of thing, where it's there's an element of protection, like the covenant is more about an affirmation of what I will do, whereas a contract is there to protect me in case you don't do what you're supposed to do. So, we've, we've been making agreements and all that kind of stuff for all, e- all eternity. Human beings do that when they have hold on things that they're oh, there you are. <laughs> Have I not been here the whole time?
0: Uh, no, for some reason it turned off your whole like thing. Anyway, I, I could hear you really still, quiet. but I was like it was like real quiet, so okay. I'll have to fix it, but it's fine. It's all good. So then the
2: the recognition that a covenant is modeling a relationship after what God has done. Not just, you know, protecting ourselves, it's committing to what we and that's why marriage is a covenant. And you know, each each partner is making um making a commitment of what their part of the relationship is gonna be.
0: Yep. So then the question is, which covenants does God make with people, um, and where do we find those? Does Grudem list seven? He doesn't. He doesn't list any. He uh, does not <laughs> list any. He just doesn't. He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you can figure it out. Yeah, because these people, they technically started. I think they started wrong. Um, sorry, Bible Project people. Uh, the way <laughs> did they
1: not list the yeah, Adamic?
0: Yeah, they didn't list Adam. So uh, seems like there's. <laughs> seems like we missed one. We missed right, right at yeah. the beginning. <laughs> but I guess why they would say that it yeah anyway um, if you start with Noah then yes you have like a thousand years of history that people are making covenants with each other um, even the dude after Cain who was like if anyone does this to me then I'll do this to them that that kind of thing um I don't know if that counts as a covenant but I think so uh, so in Genesis 3 um, we have a covenant between God and man um, and the the covenant that is made is Probably the the most simple version of it is that Eve is told that there will be enmity between her and the serpent, her seed and the serpent, uh, and that the serpent will bruise the seed of Eve's heel, and he will crush the serpent's head. That is a covenant that God is making with Adam and Eve. Uh, but also the other part of it is that there's this like separation that happens, uh, and so it will only be through this the seed of Eve that that uh, being connected with God will happen. Um, they don't necessarily understand what that means, because when Cain is born, she says, God has given me a son, which is like, or God has given me a seed. And so she's like, oh, we got it. We're good to go. A, um, totally and so, no. we, <laughs> so we have a covenant that points us to Jesus right at the beginning of, um, of, I mean, I guess also the covenant of, they're, they're still told to be fruitful, multiply. So we have both parts of that. Uh, be fruitful and multiply is a covenant with uh, Adam and Eve yeah. that that they have their part and and God has his part of taking care of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, the the covenant with Adam. The second one. Noah. Yeah, the Noahic covenant. Super fun. It's uh <laughs> so what's the Noahic covenant?
2: Huh? That he will not again destroy the world? Yeah.
0: By a flood. Sure. <laughs> <That's right>. Uh <laughs> and most of the uh, almost all the covenants come with a sign. And so the covenant with Noah has a sign of a rainbow, that uh, the sign of the rainbow is is that uh, that God will not flood the whole earth uh, again, um, and it's a, you find this in Genesis eight and nine, um, and then part of that is also that they, that Noah has a repeated promise from the promise to Adam that they are, are I guess command covenant type thing, they're told to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. So the the covenant with Adam hasn't been done away with by Noah. We have the exact same command from the garden given to Noah and his family, Um, which continues now. And then they're given basically kind of a proto-law of don't kill anybody. Like that's... (laughs) (laughs) hey. (laughs) <laughs> Last time <laughs> the first thing people Last decided time. to do was kill people, so don't do that. Uh, <laughs> just, gotta say it right out loud. Just uh we're gonna not kill people. So that's the Noahic covenant, it's kind of a shorter shorter covenant, and then the the big one, uh in the Old Testament. There's there's like three big ones in the Old Testament, and they are the Abrahamic covenant, the Davidic covenant, the Mosaic Covenant, and I put those in the wrong order. You did. But that's fine. We'll get there. If you uh, get up some <laughs> you sort them out. So the Abrahamic covenant we find in Genesis 12 through 17. So it's, it's most of Genesis is spent with, um, Abraham and Sarah and the fulfilling of a promise to Abraham that he is told to leave his country and that God will make him into a nation. And so the promises from God is that Abraham will have, uh, descendants that Abraham will be given land, that Abraham will be a blessing to all people. I think those are the three things, right? People land blessing. Um, And the interesting thing about this covenant is that the the part that is put on Abraham is to believe God and listen to him. Like that, there's not a lot of um, extra stuff. Even when uh, in Genesis 17, when they are, there is this, no, Genesis 15, they split these animals uh, and God makes Abraham fall asleep and then makes the covenant for himself. Uh, which is what Hebrews is talking about, is that God makes the covenant by himself. He doesn't even let Abraham actually make the covenant. So Abraham wakes up. The covenant's been made. Uh, (laughs) And so God makes a covenant with himself that he's going to bless Abraham um, because Abraham believes, and so it's credited to him as righteousness. And so because of that, uh, God is going to do this through Abraham no matter what. Like, that's kind of what's happening. Um, Where with the... Uh, covenant with Noah, like Noah's to subdue the earth and stuff. But he actually makes that with Noah, like Noah, you're going to do this. Uh, and the the
2: but but in that case, Noah is emblematic of mankind, right? Like right. Not, Everybody, not you Noah, you're you're the bomb, and we're going to work everything out through you. It's more like like your 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 progeny, everything that comes after you, is is going to continue the initial responsibility with for which I created human beings in general. Like that part didn't stop just because you guys completely blew it, right? And I hit the reset button the the purpose still is to ff, is to fill the earth to rule over over it and bring everything under the dominion of god so yeah that part didn't stop and me. so we
0: have kind of a the next three covenants are i guess the next four covenants are salvific in na- nature and so god does all of the active parts of them yeah. um which i guess is true about adam too that adam the the covenant that that the seed of eve is going to crush the serpent's head she doesn't realize like that's that doesn't mean that Eve is going to do something really important. It means that God is going to do something through the line of Eve. Like that, that's what's going to happen. Um, and so God is going to crush the serpent's head. Uh, and the same thing with Abraham is that the way, so he has offspring, he gets the land. Those parts are fulfilled within his lifetime. Even um, he gets to see that like this is happening, but Hebrews tells us that he's actually believing in a better city in a better covenant and a better promise. Um, even though he possesses the land God told him he would possess, like, uh, some point, Abraham has all of Israel, and that's his, um, and still is believing that he has a better promised land, um, and the world is blessed through Abraham, not just because of his faith, but because of who his faith was in, which is in his descendant, who is Jesus, um, and how he blesses the world. do uh,
2: Do you think that God revealed that to him as, like, special revelation, or do you think that was the conclusion that he made, just looking at the fallenness and the wickedness of man, and that the fulfillment of that covenant can't really take place just because the logistics have fallen into place. What do you what do you think? Was it specifically revealed that there was? I'm
0: not sure, but it does seem like from from the Hebrew, the writer of Hebrews. Sometimes when we read Old Testament texts, I think we give people less credit. Yeah than the writer of Hebrews does. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, these guys, they figured it out. They, like, how they, how did, did they figure it out? Yeah. We're also like, I'm not sure. <laughs> we're like, we re- read re- Genesis and we're like, I don't uh, Seems like, seems like sometimes yeah. he's not. Sarah really have that much? Right, exactly. Like Sarah, we're like, did she have faith? When I read the story, it doesn't seem like she has faith, but Hebrews is, like God is yeah. telling the writer of Hebrews that Sarah had faith. Uh, so, so, we're, not we're probably going to go with the that. <laughs> But I think probably the second one, we're not actually told. But he does talk with God regularly. like So the relationship that Moses has with God, yeah. it seems like Abraham also has with God, um, yeah. where like, he speaks with him like a friend. Like, to me, it, it seems like
2: there w- it would have to be significant, like a special thing that like God, like Mo- like Abraham looked bigger than this. Like there's bigger than, obviously, we didn't see all of his descendants in his lifetime. Yep, As far as the sand of the seashore and all that
0: kind of well, stuff. Because he dies before... Does he die before Jacob and Esau are even born? Or is he still alive? He's still, alive. <laughs>
1: He's still alive. But
0: he gets to see, he gets two, to see, yeah, he gets to see the two generation. people. <laughs> like he, yeah. he, but by the time Jacob's kids are back in the land, uh, Isaac is going to die, like right after that. So Abraham is presumably dead, and so. Um, so he doesn't he gets to see 3 yeah. descendants. Right. So, so maybe, maybe that <laughs> element, maybe that element of um, like seeing a Obviously this isn't actually yeah. fulfilled, so it has to be something bigger that's than true. this. Uh. Yeah. I mean there's a possibility that God tells him more than that. Um but that's not but he doesn't tell anyone. So it could be similar to like a like Paul has things revealed to him that he's not allowed to speak. Right. Yeah, uh, I by that.
1: I wonder how many questions Paul's going to get that <laughs> like hey, what were those things? Hey. Like
0: they're all here, dude. Just go find them. It's fine. do you know how much better this would have gone for us if you had written one more um okay so that is do we have any oh and the sign of the abrahamic covenant is circumcision um and so the men in the house of abraham have to be circumcised as a symbol to set the family apart um and according to these guys the way they they interpret that is that it shows that the their futility their their fertility and future lay in god's hands um So we don't have necessarily a reason why that was the choice. Uh, (laughs) It just was. And somehow people knew. So (laughs) there we go. All right. So the next covenant is the Mosaic Covenant. So this is 400 years after Joseph. Um, And so we have the Mosaic Covenant is the law is brought into place. Um, And so the people are saved by God uh, and then given the law. Sometimes we... Mix that up, and we go, they were given the law to to show that they could be in relationship with God, and actually they're in relationship with God, and then given the law. Uh, And so they are given the most stipulations on what it would mean to be part of the family of God. So Abraham has, follow me, circumcision. Those are the things. Uh, Moses has, here is the books of the law.
2: Um, What's cool about the interaction between those two covenants is that the first one, like you said, is made by God with God. like He's making it with himself that that Abraham and his descendants are going to have this blessing, that they're going to have this role. We recognize it, you know, looking back as a that Israel was being used in a very specific way to accomplish a part of God's eternal redemptive plan. So we, we see it in that way. But from their perspective, they're being the chosen people of God. So that's kind of how they identify. The Mosaic Covenant comes along, and it's not a, an unconditional covenant the way that some of the other ones are. But the condition isn't on whether they're going to be the people of God or the chosen people, because that's already been established in Abraham. Yep. The condition is whether they're going to live under the blessings yep. of God. So it isn't—I I think sometimes when—at least when I was younger, I thought as conditional meant that they were in or out. Like, the condition right. was that they were going to lose the promise. But they they weren't losing the promise. They were going to lose the blessings. Because
0: even uh, Deuteronomy 30 is— basically tells them here like before that it's like here are the blessings and curses and yeah. then god's like and you're going to experience all the curses like, <laughs> like guess what let's not pretend here. at the very beginning of this i already know how yeah. this is going to end and you're going to be banished to all these different places in deuteronomy 30 verse 1 says so it shall be when all these things have come upon you the blessing and the curse which i've set before you and you call them to mind in all the nations where the lord your god has banished you so the exile wasn't like a later on We're going to decide to exile people is like, no, from the beginning, God knew that man's hearts were wicked. And unless they are unless what Ezekiel calls like the circumcision of the heart happens, like unless you have a your heart is replaced, uh, then you can't follow the law. So you're going to you're going to mess it up and then you're going to end up exiled to all these other places. Um,
2: And and you're still mine.
0: And still he has a remnant that he saves. Like, he still exactly. saves people. He still yeah. knew Daniel would be there. He still knew uh, all the people that would come back. Like, it was, it was always the plan. Um, and I think sometimes we say, like, Jesus was always the plan. Like, that wasn't plan B. But we, we miss out that everything between Genesis 3 and Jesus was also the plan. Uh, that, that was also... <laughs> God wasn't like, oh, no, Jezebel. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I didn't see this coming. <laughs> I thought they would do so much better at this. No, that's not what happened. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so we have that. Um, the sign of this covenant is uh, kind of the law as a whole. Um, these people say specifically the Sabbath, um, but most of the so most of the laws are given so that Israel is set apart from other nations. So when we look at laws in the Old Testament and we're like, well, why is that a law? The the main reason is typically that it sets them apart, that the people are being called to be a holy people. Uh, and so because they're being called to be set apart, a lot of the laws are things that would make it obvious that this is a different place or are things that other countries are doing in idol worship. So part of the reason that pork is a, uh, a thing that is seen as unclean um, is because it was used in idol worship. And so when Rome comes in uh, and sacrifices pigs on the altar of God, that is... That is a that is something that is an abomination because it is it is idol worship in the house of God. Um, so, I think that is kind of the main sign is all these things that set them apart mm-hmm. uh, from other nations. And they're traveling among these nations in the wilderness. And so these other nations would look at them and be like, "Well, those guys are weird." Like right. that's. And the, the the whole
2: point <laughs> was, like they were. Sometimes when we blend all of the different laws together, the ceremonial, the civil, and all those kind, where, how they apply. I mean, if we blend them all together, then we're. We're adding some element of spirituality to whether or not your cotton and your polyesters are blended and stuff like that. But that wasn't the intent. And the intent was just to make them look weird in front of everybody. Like, yeah, wha- what in the world are these people doing? Why are, they, why are they avoiding all of the same things that we would do if we were in their shoes? Wh- what's causing them to live this totally different way of life? Um, and th- like that was kind of the purpose, was, was to show everybody that they had a different reason than just natural evolution just the evolution of society and culture and like no they they have this principled law given by god that they were adhering to and that made them unique and that uniqueness is one of the it's not a derogatory term it's supposed to is used throughout scripture to remind us that israel had a special calling
1: yeah
0: and so i guess part of it is also we can we can sum up moses how jesus sums up moses is that we are supposed to love the lord our god with all our heart soul mind and strength and we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. um and then paul tells us that without the law we wouldn't know what sin is uh and so when we put those things together we see that we don't love the lord our god and we don't love our neighbor as ourself apart from christ and so we say oh okay so moses is convicting us constantly of like all the things we're doing wrong um and so the idea of a lot of those is also, I guess if it 's not just simply this is idol worship if you don 't do that I'd be loving your god uh right uh, the other half is there are laws in there that are here 's how you love your neighbor if you steal your neighbor 's donkey that's not <laughs> you're not loving your Hello. neighbor my donkey back <laughs> 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 so that's the mosaic covenant, so next covenant davidic Davidic covenant, which is given to David um, <laughs> so there you go it's real not easy. <laughs> Um, God establishes David as king over Israel and promises to make his name great. He'll give David a royal kingdom in which the promises made to Abraham and Israel will be fulfilled through his lineage. Uh, God will raise up a Davidic descendant who will build a house for the Lord and his throne and kingdom will last forever and God's steadfast love will never depart from him. that's in 2 Samuel 7, uh, Psalm 72, Psalm 89, Psalm 132. Um, And so we have this covenant. um, When God makes it, it it's very similar to the way God makes the covenant with Abraham. Um, There are not conditions put on whether or not this is going to happen instead it's going to happen and god uses personal pronouns to say it's going to happen and even when david sins with bathsheba and kills her husband and tries to cover all this up he then uses the exact same kind of like setup to explain to david all the stuff he's done wrong says i gave you this 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 i would i gave you this i promised you this and i would have done so much more for you if you just asked and instead you went and tried to do things your own way but the covenant with david because God makes it with Himself, uh, isn't actually broken. Yeah. Um, which it wasn't is fulfilled in David either. Like the right. So David's not allowed to fulfill it because David's like, hey, I want to build a house for God, and God, the, the the setting for that covenant is you don't get to build a house for God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> you don't get to build the temple. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is to us kind of crazy. Uh, and so we see in that one kind of a dual fulfillment happening anyway. Like we see Solomon, and at the beginning it's like, oh, maybe Solomon is going to be this guy. Right, like the first half of Solomon's reign, you're like, "Oh man, yeah, Solomon's he's, got he's it going so well." This is, <laughs> this is gonna, we're gonna see Satan crushed. Like we have peace in Israel, we have the 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 uh, the blessing happening that Abraham was promised. We have this giant temple. We have all these things happening, and then. It just turns and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Solomon, no. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Um, And so we see kind of a dual fulfillment thing where Solomon does part of it. He builds a literal temple, he brings blessing in some ways. Uh, There are people who, because of the, like in the Mosaic covenant, the people of Israel are meant to be a kind of like a lighthouse where people come to. To the city, and they come and worship God, and so that happens under Solomon.
1: Yep. The, the Queen of Sheba, she comes, and Just one of the craziest verses in the whole Bible, which that one? she recognized God because of how the silverware was laid and how, how the servants were dressed. There you go. Uh, <laughs> All the things that make me exclaim, "God, yeah, exactly. your silverware placement." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I use plastic forks. Uh, very divine.
2: <laughs> um, you know how important the British <laughs> etiquette is.
0: And so they're, I mean, they're told to still keep the law. Um, That's part of it. But God has guaranteed he's going to be faithful to David and his line of descendants. Um, And so we are now waiting for, in this this sense, a descendant from Abraham, a better Moses and a better David. That's kind of what the Old Testament sets us up for. And when you read first and second kings what you find is you just get worse and worse davids uh there's eight good kings in the whole in the whole, in the whole two books and so uh we just kind of go downhill it's a spiral into into there's at the end you got pits of demons and all sorts of bad stuff it's not it's not a good time uh and so israel definitely gets, not a fulfillment <laughs> no you're like wait a second we were waiting for a good king could we get one of those uh <laughs> <laughs> and, and not uh, the eight-year-old no. not the eight-year-old could we get a better king than an eight-year-old no you can't uh <laughs> which is aw- so we see
2: the steady progression of of the the promises of abraham being fulfilled in ways that maybe were less than um from a mi- human mindset weren't were fulfilled in ways that were kind of anticlimactic but they were designed to be somewhat unfulfilled so that there would be the ultimate climax of, this, of the story of redemption in Christ where there is constantly a better. Like, there's a better kingdom. There's a better promised land. There's a better king. Like, all of these human vestiges of the covenantal fulfillments are all pointing to someone better when that better is Christ.
0: yep. So, then we get to the final one, the new covenant. And so we are, this is the covenant we find ourselves in as Gentiles. Um, we are not part of the mosaic covenant unless we become jewish uh and so here instead we don't have to become jewish instead the the stipulation put on this covenant is faith uh and that we uh believe in jesus christ which we find out in hebrews was a stipulation all along like we <laughs> we like to say that there were all these other stipulations but within the mosaic covenant when like when david sins, he's under the law uh and should have to go and sacrifice all sorts of things and eventually he probably does at different points yeah. but within the story of David sinning with Bathsheba he doesn't he asks for forgiveness and God forgives him repents, huh? um, and that is supposed to shock us I told that story to our junior high group a couple weeks ago and one of the girls was like that's not fair and I was like no it's not and she was like she was like but but he was really bad and I was like yeah and she was like so you're telling me if Hitler would have repented then he would have gotten to go to heaven and I was like yeah and she was like, "I, I don't like it. And I'm like, you're not supposed to. Like, because you're not God, <laughs> and you think you're better than David. That's the problem. <laughs> you think that you would never do this, and according to Jesus, you've done this. Yeah. So, so <laughs> if you break one part of it, you've break you've broken the whole thing. And so, unless you put your faith in Christ, then there's no forgiveness for you either. But David was believing in Jesus, uh, and so in the new covenant." Uh, is a culmination of God's saving work in his people. Uh, he promises to make an everlasting covenant with his people in which he will write his law on their hearts, bring complete forgiveness of sin, put his spirit in them to empower them to love and obey his commandments, uh, raise up a faithful Davidic King to rule over them and bring them back into the land to reunify them into one people of God and cause them to be a light to the nations. Uh, so that's in Jeremiah 31, Ezekiel 36, Matthew 26, Luke 22, most of Hebrews, uh, most of Romans, so (laughs) most of the New Testament, that's what the word testament means, um, is about this covenant that we are uh, this thing that was promised to Israel isn't just for Israel. Instead, it's for all the nations. Um, And so when we get to Revelation, we see every tribe, tongue, uh, every tribe, tongue, nation worshiping at the throne of Jesus um, because it's open to everyone. And the stipulation is that we believe in Jesus. Um, And so there are different I mean, when we get to the sign part, there are different things we could say. Um, Probably the most notable one would be that the sign of baptism, that to be considered, not that you have to be baptized to get into heaven, but... Uh, it is a thing that the New Testament doesn't know of a non-baptized believer. That's not a real thing. (laughs) Um, So if someone has believed in Christ, they are baptized. Um, And so that is the next thing they do is they go, we got to get you baptized. Yeah. And so it is symbolic of their circumcision. Uh, It is a circumcision not done by human hands, uh, but done by God. And so when we are baptized, it is like entering the Abrahamic covenant. Instead, we're now entering the new covenant. We say, this is is our family. This is the, the people of God, and I'm part of it. Um, And so that is the sign of the covenant, uh, and the only thing then is that we believe, and because we believe, we are to do good works. Um, And then someday, this covenant is entirely realized. So right now, covenant not entirely realized. We are kind of in that uh, wilderness stage. We are waiting for our promised land. We are waiting for the blessing that is to come, which is found only in new heaven, new earth, when God resides with his people.
2: And, and Jesus points out that His blood is the same ratification of covenant that Abraham experienced when yeah. He described the Abrahamic covenant. He wasn't He wasn't a voluntary part of it. He was a He was uh, the recipient of God's command uh, co- uh, covenant in the same way that we are the recipients of Christ's um, covenant with us. In the sense that His blood yeah. uh, fulfills a promise, that His gl- blood seals a promise, and it, and it looks back to Abraham again, Isaac taken up to the mountain, and we hear that prophetic voice that says God will provide, like the 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 lamb of the sacrifice is going to be Christ who, um, for all of uh, Israelite history, uh, once the covenant's is there, there's always sacrifices, constantly day and night sacrifices of the temple, that's what we read in scripture, is the, the whole purpose of the temple was to keep bringing bloody sacrifices to the Lord as a sign of repentance, now in Christ he is the one who provides the sacrifice we no longer uh, have that obligation because he fully satisfies um, the sacrificial requirements so you know it's it's the other visible symbol of the faith um, that we have a new covenant because we are sealed in his blood not the blood of bulls and goats and hebrews 9 says it was once and for all and when he comes back he's actually already dealt with sin the first time around second time uh, it's only just to bring us home finish the whole the whole deal off so uh, much of that covenant has already is already in place. We're just waiting for that that final redemption.
0: Yeah, I think that's an important note to make: is that we are now living within this covenant, which is by grace, um, and so just like the Abrahamic, actually all of these covenants, because uh, yeah. even the Mosaic one, the people of God are still the people of God. Um, that the when Jesus says like nothing can snatch you out of my hand like that's an important like, that's a covenant thing that yeah. God has made this covenant through Christ and because He made this covenant through Christ nothing can take you out of it that He made the covenant and so uh, if as if you have faith in Christ then you're in yeah. and so <laughs> so um, so yeah. then the call is to live uh, as imitators of God because you are part of the covenant not in order to be part of the covenant um, and sometimes we. Accidentally get that backwards, or sometimes on purpose get that backwards. But I think <laughs>
2: not only on purpose in the sense of <laughs> like uh, theological propositions, but I think in daily life, yep, we really wrestle with the idea that that if we sin, that it doesn't ostracize us. I yep. think that's our experience in human relationships: is that if I disappoint somebody or if I let them down, um, that they're justified to just kind of walk away. And we, it happens in friendships in high school. It happens in Marriages, it happens in uh, in all kinds of environments that it's like relationships fracture and they dissolve. Um, and we lose when we when we mess up. and and so a lot of times, as Christians, we feel like we're further away from God than because of our sin then then God is farther away from us. And right. Sometimes it's one of the deceptions of the devil to keep us um, lagging behind. Uh, is that we just really don't want God's attention. We, we don't want him to see us because we think that that he's going to come down on us, and that's yep. that's all done in Christ.
0: And so instead, we repent and we are forgiven. Um, and so I guess the place to end our conversation about covenants is that the covenant with Christ, or the covenant Christ makes with us, is a covenant where we repent and we are forgiven. Um, and so we don't have to live under the shame uh, that Adam and Eve feel in the garden. Instead, um, we live in a in a world where we daily ask for God to forgive us, and we are daily forgiven, um, and our relationship and our status before God is already fixed, um, and so it, we're not losing, <clears throat> we're not like second-tier children or third-tier children of God. Instead, we are heirs with Christ, uh, and we we just repent and are forgiven. So, if you have questions about covenants, um, you can reach us, podcast at parksidevicelli.org. Um, and until...